Well, hello, my friends, and good Thursday morning to you. Thank you so much for stopping by. Uh, my name is Roger. Behind the scenes is my wife, Angie, and together we're the Barnabas Bridge. Uh, we pray that when you come to visit us on any weekday morning, uh, you leave here encouraged and with just a firmer confidence that God loves you and that He has a plan for your life today. Uh, this week, we've been asking a very important and really in-depth question uh, that we're trying to dig into the scriptures to answer, and that is, who am I? I think throughout the week so far, we, we've answered the question in the sense that uh, if we try to base that uh, value of who we are on the world standards, it's a, it's a moving target, it's elusive, and it's always going to be changing on us. And so we never really have a firm grip then of who we are. Uh, when we are quantifying then our value on the world standards, uh, also our identity at least, um, we do things sometimes in error when we do it with what our education is and what our influence might be and, and what we've attained in life of some, some type of way our position. Uh, and, and when we do those kind of things, we are going to always be disappointed. And in fact, we're going to be thrown in flux many, many times. Uh, you see, sometimes I, I think back about this time I was sitting in this class and it was very, very good instruction and I've never really forgot uh, but this fellow was talking about what he used to base his identity on uh, was just what we're speaking of here, his positions or even his family status. He said he had a great career and everything about him was really kind of revolving around that. In fact, he called it his orbit was his job, his career. But when he lost that specific job, uh, his orbit got out of balance and he was just spun out of control. And, and so he said that he moved it into another thing, and, and rightfully so, we should all be good husbands and fathers. And, but he didn't did much more than that. His entire identity then was around being a father and being a husband. And when those things moved on for one reason or another, he said once again his understanding of his orbit was just thrown out of, out of uh, whack. And so he was uh, without a cause, without a purpose, without an identity. And he could not even answer that question, who am I? It wasn't, he said, until the time that he found that his true identity was in Christ and that never-changing rock uh, that his life began to orbit around then, then he finally found a footing that was never going to change. And he found the solidified life of joy and peace and purpose, really, um, that could never be taken away. And so I want to talk about that today, and we're going to be turning to John chapter 15. And Jesus is talking to his disciples. And so the, kind of one of the reasons, part A of why I wanted to turn here, is because if we take in the context of who Jesus was talking to, his disciples, uh, we also have to take into account of who they were in a worldly um, estimation. So in this day of the disciples, when Jesus was walking the earth, uh, it was kind of like a hierarchy of, of folks. And, and really, I guess because this was uh, the, probably the higher end of that, the, the highest end of this, then it was a theocracy uh, outside of Roman rule. But all the management of the Jewish lifestyle would have been held from the people in the religious uh, positions. And they would have been the most highly educated, uh, in a lot of ways, the most respected, and the ones with all of the power. And it would have filtered down into the society, 
And, and, and so the people that Jesus went to, uh, oddly enough, wasn't the religious leaders or the highly educated or the people with the worldly accomplishments, who I'm sure their lives, and really I think it plays out in scripture, was orbiting around who they were and their identity as the religious leaders. They went, he went to fellows who really didn't have any of those credentials whatsoever, mere fishermen, just blue collar guys like so many of us, and he said, follow me. And so he was talking to these simple fishermen who most certainly weren't stars in society. And he told them that I no longer are gonna want you to be fishermen, but instead I'm gonna change you into fishers of men. And so what Jesus was saying is I'm going to reroute your orbit. <laughs> uh, it, maybe it did revolve around that boat or their ability to uh, feed the family or, or whatever it might be. But he says, I'm going to give you an eternally important job. I'm going to remake your orbit to something that is eternal and that will never change. And so he invited these simple men, so to speak, and, and we know that because of how things played out, they were far from simple or ordinary. They were extraordinary in every way because of God's work in their life. But nonetheless, the world would have looked at them as people who didn't really have a, a big future. Uh, um, something, nothing too big was going to come out of these 12 people that Jesus said, follow me. And so what God did in this work was give them an eternal effort, an eternal marching orders, we could say. And in John chapter 15, Jesus is speaking to his disciples, and this is when he's He's about to leave, you know, Jesus knew that the cross was in the very near future. And so he was speaking a lot of truth to his people that he wanted them to remember. And he wanted them to get things straight. And I think their identity on who they truly were now, after they had spent time with Jesus, is, is where he was targeting that day when he was speaking this chapter 15. And the heading says, the vine and the branches. And Jesus says this in chapter 15, verse 5. I am the vine, you are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. If I am the orbit of your life, if a man will remain in me, then many good things are going to come out of that. Verse 6, if anyone, if anyone does not remain in me, he is like a branch that is thrown away and withers. His orbit goes out of complete control when we do not base everything on our relationship with Christ. Verse 7, If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be given to you. This is to my Father's glory that you will bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. When we base our identity on our identity in Christ, we are able to accomplish amazing things, even if the world judges us as inferior. Uh, however they might look. But my world, and I pray your world too, revolves around the truth that Jesus says in verse number 15. I no longer call you servants, because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends. For everything that I have learned from my Father, I have made to you, known to you. <laughs> friends, can you believe that? Let's keep in mind who is speaking these words. It is Jesus Christ, God Almighty, 
the creator and sustainer of all of life. And he says, now the animosity that once existed in our lives when our world revolved around the sin that really identified us, if that is no longer the case, if we truly are in our relationship with God forgiven because of the cross of Jesus Christ, God calls us friends. Who am I? Well, I'm a friend of God. And I pray that you are too, my friends. So let's base our understanding never, ever again on that of the world. Let's not get our identity um, wrapped up in something that is really temporal and it will go away eventually. But, unless, but instead, let's invest fully in relationship with our greatest friend, capital F, Jesus Christ, and let's be about His work and staying close to Him. Let's be the, vi the branches to that beautiful eternal vine. And that's the promised hope in Jesus Christ. So friends, thanks so much for being with us today. I, I hope that uh, as you go about this day, you, you just kind of keep that in your mind. And, and I'm a friend of God. I'm a friend. And everything that your orbit exists in is wrapped up in that beautiful truth. Let me say a prayer for you before we head out. Dear God in heaven, uh, <laughs> We are overwhelmed. We don't even know how to respond to you calling us friends because of the cross and because of the empty tomb. All of your work has brought us back into a relationship with you. And so because of that, we never ever have to stand on shifting sand or um, moving targets or, or anything else that we identify ourselves by. But we can rest confidently that you love us, you care for us, and you'll bring us home someday. So God, Allow us just to keep that in mind and help us to wear a smile knowing that you call us a friend and what a beautiful, beautiful picture that is for us to carry. We thank you and we give you praise and glory in his name. Amen. Take care of my friends and we'll see you tomorrow, God willing. Bye.